0: hi and welcome to feisty mermaids if you're joining us for the first time this is the place where we explore topics to help you unleash the power of the mermaid within we talk about life self-love mindfulness relationships and the roadblocks which often stop us from being limitless in today's topic we're going to talk about paying attention to how others make you feel it's taken me a really long time to realize that different people bring out different feelings inside of me I've often ignored these feelings and have not been in tune with how these emotions that come along and make me feel on the inside. So today I'm going to share with you a few stories and share with you what I'm doing differently to internally check in. So join me as we talk about tuning into your emotional body and understanding the emotions that others bring out inside of you here on Feisty Mermaids. So about a year ago, I met up with a friend that I had not seen in almost a decade. I grabbed a drink and some appetizers at a pretty chilled out wine bar. And within 20 minutes of being there, I noticed that I started to sense a strange feeling of anxiety and I couldn't quite explain it. But this person was bringing out emotions of insecurity in a sense that I wasn't good enough. You see, I'd had a romantic relationship with this person for a few years, and for some reason, it never quite felt right. I guess to say that he had a healthy sense of self was a complete understatement, and in hindsight, he was downright arrogant and really felt that he was better and smarter than everyone else. For all those years, I never realized just how anxious I was around him. And there were aspects that really he really deeply celebrated about me, but yet there were plenty of things that he often wanted to change about me. I wanted to live up to his expectations, but it always left me feeling like I just wasn't good enough. I felt so insecure around him and I completely lacked confidence in myself, my abilities, and my skills. So going back to the meetup that we had, Once I realized that I was having these feelings, I was able to just take a few deep breaths and repeat some mantras to myself to get out of that insecure state of mind. And I reminded myself that I was no longer coupled with this person and that his opinions and subtle dominant ways really had no control over me. I was in a completely different place now, 10 years later. I have a great career, I'm financially secure, and I've walked a path of enough lessons to know that I've grown as an individual and I no longer needed to worry about pleasing him or fitting in. So I was able to actually enjoy the evening and set very firm boundaries, especially when he asked me to go back to his place. Money, stature, a fancy car, all those things just didn't blind me anymore and my strong sense of self and I knew that with that I deserved better and that this really wasn't the friendship that I wanted to rekindle. Not at this time anyway. So while doing some research on this topic, I learned that there's actually a term um, that psychologists call active presence. And this idea is that certain people actually bring out or elicit emotions of those that they interact with. And like I said, psychologists have coined this term active presence. Research is also starting to suggest that the way you make other people feel is actually part of your personality. So this may help explain why certain people, you know, when they walk in the room, sometimes you have a sense of, um, of someone really bringing joy or laughter into a room. Yet other people just bring that anxiety and that fear and maybe just stressful restlessness as well. So there was an interesting study that followed a set of 40 students who took part in a speed dating scenario, dating um, situation. And the research was conducted by Dr. Uh, Raul Berrios from the University of Sheffield. And he actually asked the study participants to rate not only their speed dating um, experience, but also how their partner made them feel after each of the interactions they were having with speed dating. So after they analyzed the data, Dr. Berrios and his team found that people consistently rated certain people the same way. And this allowed the team to determine that certain emotions were consistently brought out by some of the partners that they were interacting with. And more importantly, that some people indeed had a tendency to make others feel a certain way. So researchers suggest that our own way of being is actually our emotional signature. We actually leave that behind with people as our emotional signature. The dating study was really interesting to me because as I start to pay more attention to how others make me feel, I've also become mindful of how I make others feel. I'm often told that people feel happy and positive around me and that I tend to bring out a sense of joy in people and that I make people feel good overall. And I mean, I believe that because I think it's in my personality, it's in my nature. I'm an extrovert and I tend to be quite agreeable and just want to understand uh, people. I truly enjoy learning about people and I'm curious about their stories. And I often live by the philosophy that with every interaction I have, I want that person that I just had the interaction with feeling a little bit better than when I first started to interact with them. And I think this is some of the best advice that I got from my dad, especially when I first became a manager in my early 20s. And I was starting to um, supervise a team of 35 people, which is quite a bit, and I often had to coach people on things that they needed to improve on in their day-to-day work. So my dad gave me the advice to make sure that when I coached employees, that I did it in a way that would never make them feel bad about themselves especially when they left my office that they would still feel good about themselves as a person and maybe just knew that they had to improve in a certain skill or in a certain area. So I try to apply this knowledge to my life and the interactions that I have with all people. And I realize that some people make me feel good as well when I leave my inter- when we interact with each other and, um, they made me, they make me feel happy and relaxed and filled with enthusiasm. But often tuning into how others make me feel, I can also see that stress and anxiety and sadness or anger that I'm picking up from other people as well that I'm now starting to feel. So this in turn allows me to assess just how much time I actually want to spend with certain people. And I've talked about this in in previous podcasts. So for example, during a pre-pandemic play date with my daughter, when I went to this person's house, I started to feel really anxious and dark. It was almost like a suffocating feeling while I was spending time with a host. And since I really don't want to invite these feelings into my life, I've actually chosen to just kind of distance myself from this person. Or maybe if we do have another play date, we interact in a different scenario. um, And with many more distractions, I would say than just a one on one. So paying attention to how others make me feel has really become part of my tool set when I'm spending time with someone. And I now like to make it a point to check in with myself during that interaction and just ask myself, how are you feeling right now? And this simple interaction really just allows me to check in, simply be mindful, be present, and to understand how I'm feeling and what emotions are in me at that moment. I've actually started to use this technique as I've started to date, which is actually really exciting. But I find myself that certain people that I'm interacting with, just don't bring out good emotions in me. And to me, that's a really good flag to say, let's back out on this one, this one's not for you. And yet there are others that bring out some really happy and positive emotions. And those are the ones that I want to get to know a little bit better. But of course, there are times when we're forced to spend time with people that don't make us feel good. You know, we all know that we have uh, either a coworker situation or a boss situation or even fam- you know, family that we just can't seem to escape during certain situations. And to give you an example, I had a senior leader at a company where I worked who consistently used microaggression to insinuate that as a woman, I didn't have the right to give my opinion. I used to get extremely frustrated with my interactions and he always left me feeling really stressed. So by simply doing this quick check that I was talking about, I was able to anticipate the meetings that I was going to have with this person and know that I probably was going to leave the meeting with a pretty bad sense of self or just feeling um, not good about myself. So. I started to use these techniques that I was talking about and just uh, tuning into myself, but also before or after the meetings, I could do things like some deeper breathing or some meditation techniques to just help me get over these feelings and not internalize them as something that I needed to take in. So I'd love to hear from you and any stories that you can share about how you're working to understand how others make you feel and what are some things that you're doing about it. So you can reach me on social media at Feisty Mermaids on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And don't forget to visit and subscribe to my website for the latest blogs, podcasts, and clothes at feistymermaids.com. But for now, I will leave you with this quote from Maya Angelou. And it goes, people forget what you said, people forget what you did, but people never forget how you made them feel. Thank you for being here and I'll see you next time.